Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. This is Fantastic Friday, and it is fantastic because we have right here with us my friend Joshua Green. When you hear Joshua's story, I am sure that you will find it as fascinating as I did, and I know Joshua for a real long time. And truly, he is not only fascinating, he is fabulous and funny and powerful and hot, all of the above. This is Delightful December, and it's the last day of Delightful December as far as our show goes because we are ending the year with a bang by having Joshua. We want you to end your year with a bang. We also want to open the year with a bang, and we're going to do that by having Dr. Stan, the man himself, usher in the new year on the 3rd of January, Monday the 3rd. And we want you to have a very happy new year and an extraordinary holiday weekend. The chat room is now open. You can enter our chat room by logging into www.blogtalkradio.com slash Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. Go to the profile in the center of the page and click on the green icon that says chat now and have fun and chat away. I was in the chat room yesterday, and there was a lot of people in the chat room all listening and no one chatting. So have fun and chat away. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow us on our Blog Talk Radio homepage. Click follow on the upper left side right above my picture. Also, you can find out everything about Joyce Barry but was too afraid to ask by going into www.joycebarry.com. So welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends with stimulating talk, news you can use, and wonderful ways to stay home, have fun, and make more money. Don't go anywhere. You really want to hear from my very special friend, Joshua Green, when he talks to you today about what it was like growing up. And get this, folks, hold on to your seatbelts, having Marilyn Monroe as his babysitter. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and later some great tips on having your own home-based business. Our guest today is on deck. You do not want to miss hearing from Joshua. As always, we will kick off our show with Dr. Stan's Daily Attitude Adjuster by Dr. Stan, the man himself, best known as Dr. Breakthrough. Watch out, world, here I come. This is Dr. Stan, Breakthrough Harris. And here is a declaration you need to read every day. Wow, what a great day to be alive. I feel dynamite. I like me. I accept me. I love me. I'm going to have a super fantastic day today because I'm too blessed to be depressed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too glad to be sad. I'm too anointed to be disappointed, and I'm too elated to be agitated. Circumstances are aligning themselves in my favor. I'm healthy, physically fit, and intellectually equipped. 
I have wisdom far beyond my years. I am an extraordinary person with incredible abilities that I will use to add value to others' lives. Because I know that as I help others reach their dreams, I will automatically reach my own. I anticipate meeting the person or group of people today who are willing to use their power, their wealth, and influence to help me achieve my dreams. All day long, people will go out of their way to bless me. Today, I will add great value to someone's life. I will show compassion to those in need. I will give strength to the weak and inspiration to the weary. Someone needs what I have to offer, and I gladly make myself available. I embrace abundance, and it embraces me. I am abundant in every good way. I am an abundance magnet. I like money, and it likes me. It is attracted to me because it comes abundantly from many sources. I use my money wisely because it's a tool to help those who need. It's also a way of keeping score, showing how many people's lives that I add value to. I am experiencing great victories, supernatural turnarounds, and miraculous breakthroughs in the midst of great impossibilities. I am an overcomer. If my mountain can't be removed, I will develop and practice my mountain climbing skills. I may experience a setback. Setbacks are only setups for comebacks. Setbacks pave the way for comebacks. I will make lemonade out of life's lemons. And if life knocks me down, I'll fall on my back realizing that as long as I can look up, I can get up. I commit to paying for my dreams with preparation and perspiration so that I won't have to live with my nightmares of regret. I do not procrastinate because procrastination leads to devastation. It is the assassination of my destination. Thus, I will act now. I am a doer. I get results at last. I now release the champion that is inside of me. I am the leader that multitudes of people are looking for. I choose to succeed today and every day hereafter. Watch out, world. Here I come. And here I come, right over to the Coach's Corner. And today we want our show to be light and fun and interesting, as it is every other day. So we certainly want to end the year having that happen as well and even on a higher level. So today in the Coach's Corner, I'm going to give you my favorite aphorisms. An aphorism is a short, pointed sentence expressing a wise or clever observation or a general truth, and these are my favorites. The nicest thing about the future is that it always starts tomorrow. Money will buy a fine dog, but only kindness will make him wag his tail. If you don't have a sense of humor, you probably don't have any sense at all. Seatbelts are not as confining as wheelchairs. A good time to keep your mouth shut is when you're in deep water. How come it takes so little time for a child who is afraid of the dark to become a teenager who wants to stay out all night? Business conventions are important because they demonstrate how many people a company can operate without. Why is it that at class reunions you feel younger than everyone else looks? 
Scratch a cat and you will have a permanent job. No one has more driving ambition than the boy who wants to buy a car. There are no new sins. The old ones just get more publicity. There are worse things than getting a call for a wrong number at 4 a.m. It could be a right number. No one ever says it's only a game when their team is winning. I've reached the age where the happy hour is a nap. Be careful reading the fine print. There's no way you're going to like it. The trouble with bucket seats is that not everybody has the same size bucket. Do you realize that in about 40 years we'll have thousands of old ladies running around with tattoos and rap music will be the golden oldies? Money can't buy happiness, but it helps you look for it in a lot more places. It is never too late to have a happy childhood. And always be yourself because the people that matter don't mind and the ones who mind don't matter. And I thought they were very cool, and I wanted to share that with you. Thank you, Evelyn Jacobson, for sending that on to me. I really appreciate it. Josh, what did you think of those aphorisms? Uh, well, there are a lot to think about, but my favorite is my tail's wagging. What can I tell you? <laughs> Your tail is always wagging. <laughs> so without further ado, let me tell you who is Joshua Green, besides being a dear friend of mine for many, many, many years. Joshua started his photography career by apprenticing his father, Milton H. Green. By 13, he was working in the dark room at the studio and further went on to print, edit, and do post-production work as the studio manager at the New York studio. Trained in beauty and fashion, he was invited to work at the Metropolitan Museum of Art with Diana Vreeland in the Costume Institute. The outcome of their collaboration were the Vanity Fair and Hopsburg catalogs and a book on the Institute's collection entitled Fabulous Fashion. Joshua, I'm wondering why you never had me in that book. At any rate, Joshua followed his heart for photographing people, home furnishings, and food. He continued to work for many editorial and service publications. He has been published in Vogue, House and Garden, Elle Decor, Victoria, House Beautiful, People in Style, Australian Vogue, Vogue Living, and Vogue Entertaining Guide. During the same period of time, he produced the first four of Lee Bailey's cookbooks, entitled Country Weekend, City Foods, Country Desserts, and Good Parties. Current responsibilities for Joshua are working on the restoration and marketing of a 60,000 image collection created by his father, Milton H. Green. This has allowed him to learn the digital world of photography. He has completely embraced the Apple Macintosh app writing system and such software programs as Photoshop and various color management and printing technologies. To date, Joshua is the president of the archives, a company dedicated to the restoration, preservation, and printing of fine art photography using today's newest technology. Joshua currently works with the collections of Milton H. Green, David Sutton, and Art Kane. And I just want to say before I bring Joshua on that I have a couple of the books uh, on Marilyn that Joshua dedicated to me. They are extraordinary coffee table books, you might say, at the top of the line with the best pictures and the best commentary. On that note, I bring to you my friend, Joshua Green. Thank you. What an invitation. How are you? 
I'm okay. I know you're not doing so well. I know you're not feeling well. So to say that I'm so grateful for you to keep your appointment with us today, I'm extremely grateful because I can hear the coughing, the sneezing, the wheezing, and all of the above. And we have to get you healthy quickly because you have too much to give to the world to be down. You cannot keep a good man down. I'm with you there. Sorry for not sounding my best, but I'm all yours, baby. Here I am. (laughs) Take it away, Joshua. Tell them about yourself, what you're up to, and, you know, the kind of work that you do and and how people can find out more about you, all of the above. The floor is yours. Okay, so um, good morning, everybody. I just signed on to your Facebook page, by the way, and sent it out to all my friends. Um, I'm... To follow up that introduction, that bio information is is is, uh, is needs a little bit of an update. Over the last uh, five years, I have uh, expanded my experience by representing the works of uh, Richard Miller, Tom Kelly, uh, Joe Eula, who was a, a dear friend of mine, who was a wonderful illustrator. Um, and I'm also starting to work with other artists, as painters, as well as photographers. Basically, what I do is I run a business that has three legs to it, if you will. One is I get hired sometimes as a curator or as a project manager to either help produce a book or help produce an exhibition, or sometimes just the family of a photographer uh, you know, sometimes the photo- when the photographer passes away, a lot of times the family says, I don't know what to do with this stuff. So they call somebody like me in, and I give them my opinion. I look through all the work, and if I feel there's a, revenue, a possible revenue stream for them and me, I will curate maybe 1,000 pictures out of a 10,000-picture collection or 10,000 pictures out of a 100,000-picture collection. And then we decide, under contract, uh, to have a business relationship. And part of that relationship includes me and my staff uh, scanning and doing all the digital imaging necessary to prepare the images for the other two legs of what I do, which is generating revenue by using the pictures for licensing, such as advertising or apparel or products um, and the high, from the high end to the low end. Um, you know, such as has uh, it could be advertising for chinos, or it could be using the pictures in an ad campaign, or it could be uh, using the images on some kind of product, such as I've done everything from plates to beach balls to big towels to entire lines of women's um, high-end T-shirts, which are really not T-shirts. They're like day dresses, you know. Um, and then on the other hand, the other revenue stream, of course, is more 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 conservative, which is prints, generating high-end limited edition prints, uh, either stamped or signed by the estate of the photographer, all numbered, or uh, a more modest item, which is called an art print, which you see in most museum stores where you'll see a, a beautiful photograph on it with a white space around it, and on the bottom it'll say, you know, Ansel Adams and the picture taken of um that he you know that's being sold through the museum store it's the same idea and um and then also trying to coordinate exhibitions which is another revenue stream using the artwork uh, 
And that's what I love to do, and and my favorite thing in the world is to never do the same thing twice. So I suffer from that problem, but yet it's what keeps me going and keeps me happy. So when people come to me with a new idea, I like doing stuff that's never been done before. It's been my karma all my life, and I'm about to embark on a project, on two very big projects this year, which I can't talk about yet, that will be both very new and very different and very exciting for me. So those are the things that keep me going, and um I live in a beautiful little town on the Pacific Northwest, on the coast of Oregon, and uh, very quietly and very modestly, I have four extremely loyal, wonderful employees, and uh, there's always music, there's always joke telling, and there's a lot of, it's always a lot of fun to go to work. Joshua, I can't imagine you doing anything that you didn't want to do that didn't make you happy, that isn't fun. You're that kind of a person. When I'm with you, that's it's always fun. It's never a dull moment. So what are the other kinds of things that make you happy? Riding my motorcycle really, really fast on places that are really, really dangerous. You know what's funny about that, Joshua? <laughs> to this day, I remember you in front of my house and asking me to get on the motorcycle with you. I don't know if you remember that, but I absolutely refused. And you said, well, just go around the block. And I was too scared. And to this day, I've never had my rear end on any motorcycle, but I do remember the invitation. Do you remember that perchance? Yeah. Next time I'll bring a, a, I'll bring a more... Uh... I'll bring a I'll bring a motorcycle with a sidecar so you can feel a little bit more comfortable. I don't think I'd ever feel comfortable. I I, I have to get to my place in Florida, and it makes me nervous to get on a plane, <laughs> let alone a, a motorcycle. I may be an outrageous woman, but I'm very conservative with the kind of things that are out there to do. Did you ever do the course where you jumped off the three mountains, the seven day course with Werner Earhart? Did you ever do that? Yeah, the six day. Well, I did the seventh day. It was the six days were the same, and the seventh day were all leaders, people in business, business owners. So it was the sixth day, and the one that was called the leadership one, they had a seventh day. But the most daring and dangerous thing I ever did, which I really never thought I would survive it, was going off three mounds, given how I'm afraid of the heights and everything else. The first one was the zip line, where your hands are high above your head, and you zip from one mountain to the other, literally. And I, 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 I will never forget when I stood at the edge of the cliff and I said, there's no way I can do this. And the person in charge said, I got it, now move. They didn't talk to you. They didn't handle you. They didn't discuss it with you. It was an experience of getting past your mind to just do something. And the second one uh, was the uh, rappel, where you have to literally step off a mountain backwards and rappel down, partially down the mountain. And, again, you just have to go backwards off a mountain. And I was terrified. They just said, look in my eyes. And they have you so mesmerized looking in their eyes that you just do that. And then the third one was the Trevolian Traverse, where you're fastened from your mid-waist to the ropes above you and with your hands wearing gloves, you're taking one hand behind the other to to get you from one mountain to the other, and they don't help you. They're just screaming your name, go, go, go. And that was the most exciting and exhilarating thing I've ever did. I have ever done. I really thought I wouldn't survive it. Do you remember that experience? I'm sure you weren't as afraid as I was. Actually, I I remember the experience, but my but my uh, 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 my attitude was, can we do it again? I'm ready. Oh, see. 
it's funny how people that are like-minded attract each other and also the opposite. So in well, a lot of me... ways, I would say you're the daredevil, not me, but I did it because I knew that what I would leave me with was an experience that you are not your mind. You're bigger than your mind. You're stronger than your mind. And your exactly. mind would stand there the entire time saying, I can't do this. You're a history. I've never done anything like this before. I'm not going to make it. And the three people at each mountain, one at each mountain that were in charge, they just get you to go. They won't hear your story. They're not interested in your story. You just need to just do it. That's the end of the year. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, thank you, Nike, for that message. Okay, anything else you want to say in your world of business, talk about the archives, the books, and how people can have the pleasure of of seeing that they are my favorite, favorite books that I have here are yours. Well, as long as I could get back to my – I have a zipline store I have to share with you at some point during the, the Oh, no, go the, ahead. The Start show. with that so we'll get past that to, you know, your books. All right, well, a couple of years ago, I took a vacation with two other gentlemen that you know from our long, distant past, Dr. Alan Davis and Dr. Ron Schmelzer. Both chiropractors, and Ron was mine for a long time. And we took a, a guy vacation down to Costa Rica, and we heard about this place where they have 11 zip lines up in the jungle over all the trees. So we rented... Harley Davidson motorcycles, drove all the way up to this place, got onto these zip lines, and had a blast. And all we tried to do was see who could go faster on each stretch of the zip line to the point that the people that are at the bottom that are supposed to catch you uh, were telling us, you can't go that fast, you got to slow down. I go, are you crazy? I'm in control. I got the gloves. I didn't hit you. I didn't hit the tree. He says, well, you're right. I said, all right, then let me have my fun and leave me alone. This is all in Spanish, by the way. <laughs> so we kicked ass and had a great time. Um, okay, that's what I did for fun. Um, as far as my business is concerned, uh, I guess there's a couple of things. One, uh, our new website, our, our, our existing website is being completely reformatted and will, and will be launched probably the middle to the end of next week. The website is www.archive.com. A-R-C-H-I-V-E, images, I-M-A-G-E-S, dot com. And our retail store, which has, uh, is, always has new sales and certain things. As a matter of fact, we have a lot of things on sale this month that we just posted, um, is the archives, with an S, store, dot com. The archives store, dot com is the retail site. Anyway, and the books and prints and a lot of history and anything you want to know about anything that we do, all the new printers that we're working with, we work with HP printers, uh, which I was very fortunate to be part of a group of 150 people all over the world that were brought together, oof, must have been six, seven, probably seven years ago, six and seven years ago, to work with HP in the development of the new Z-series printers. So for those of you out there that know about fine art, high-end Printing, you'll know what I'm talking about, and um, and I've very I've been very fortunate in life. You know, things have come my way that have been exciting. I, and like I said earlier, I love doing new things for the first time and uh, working with these kind of. I mean, they're brilliant. They're they're they're. We all make fun and call them geeks or uber geeks, 
but this is really these are people that know how to write code and make the world go round and really now with the addition of the iPad and the iPhone and people writing apps and uh, and the Google code where it's an open source code and people writing apps it's an amazing world we live in uh, i have to tell you that having really never touched a computer till i was already 40 uh and not being brought up with that technology we're now i mean I have a friend whose seven-year-old daughter is on the computer and on the Wii and on the all the time. I mean, they're just they, these kids are amazing. Another friend of mine has a son who's three years old and he's already on the computer. It's just, it's just amazing. I just hope that he has enough time to go outside and get to know people and be funny and outrageous at the same time because that's a concern of mine about everybody being, what's the word, social networking but without being social does concern me from a point of view of just being a man who's been social and one-on-one, face-to-face. Anyway, I'm, I'm dancing around, so you got to keep me focused, baby. What do you want to talk about now? Well, I find you so interesting that whatever it is that you have to talk about, I find fascinating. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, firstly, I want you to give the websites again, then we'll get into your personal life, which is what, what everyone's waiting to hear about which I find extremely, I find you as one of the most fascinating people I've ever known. So let's just do the websites again to be sure they have it. The Archives Store, that's with a plural S, dot com is your retail site. And the other one, Joshua? Is uh, Archive Images, that's without the S in the middle, archiveimages.com. And what's the difference between the two sites? The archiveimages.com is the history of it has a lot of focus on my father and all the other photographers or artists that we represent. It's really a licensing site. It's also good for fans who want to go and just look at a collection of pictures. It's a login site. You can build your own light box. And soon we'll be adding a blog to it so people can make comments and stuff. So that's just for fun. But it's also for business to business. So if a client wants to look at pictures and then make a, a request, that site has the ability to actually manage your your needs in that way, where you can fill out a project report, it sends us an email, we get back to you, we can negotiate uh, the use of the pictures for licensing needs, et cetera, et cetera. So it's more of a business-to-business site, but I also make it available for fans. But it is a login membership site. The archivesstore.com is not a login site. It's a regular site, open on the internet it's supported by google and everything else and it is basically a retail site that offers products for sale and gives a lot of backstory information about what we do how we do it why we do it and explaining a lot of information about the pictures that are being sold and their value and the value ranges from 29.99 to i think the most expensive a product we have on there is probably four thousand dollars wow that's awesome but all I know is whatever the uh, the price is, it's worth it, and then some. As I said, I have a bunch of your books, and the ones I really, really treasure, because I was a huge fan as well, was the one on Marilyn. And then the latter one, I think, had to do with Recollections of Your Father. Was What was the exact title of that one? It's called But That's Another Story. But that's Both an- books other story. are out of print. Both books are out of print now. Uh, the, but That's Another Story came out three years ago. There's only about 70 copies left, and um, unfortunately, my relationship with the publisher, who was a horrible experience to work with, Powerhouse Publishing in New York, 
If anybody has any relations with him, stay away from that man. He's a thief and a liar. However, the book is beautiful, <laughs> and and it's uh, it's it's a it was a, it's a it was a tribute to my father's body of work. So because so many people know him through the Marilyn connection, that they don't really know the rest of his work. I mean, he was a wonderful photographer of women and um, and of men, but um, he had a great talent, and this shows off his. A full body of work of his fashion, his beauty, his sense of humor, a little bit of family mixed in, and it's a sweet, sweet look back at who the man was as a photographer. Milton's Maryland, the first book you're talking about, I did that in '95, '96. That book is also out of print, and um, geez, I'm not sure. I think I'm the only person that has any books left of that. I think we only have about 150 of them. So, so that makes them collectors' items. So the value can they has get that skyrocketed. They Joshua? Excuse me? It's a collector's item for that reason. So That's right. if, if they want to get that, how would they do that? They can do that from the, the retail store. Oh, through the retail store, of course. Got it. Uh, I can't even put into words how extraordinary those books are. Uh, really, really, truly extraordinary. Just looking at it, it's it, it's quite an experience. Well, but that's another story. The later, the later book talks about my father, his life, and his world experience. It's also narrated by my mom, who's still with us, and it has cameo appearances by friends like Tippi Hedren and uh, uh, Diane Carroll and Kenneth, the, the 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 hairdresser, very famous hairdresser, who did Marilyn when she sang Happy Birthday and did Jackie Onassis. And Kenneth and my father worked together for years and years and years, an old family friend. So it has these cameo appearances by people that are either infamous or famous, as well as a overall text told by my mom and me. The first book, Milton's Maryland, focuses only on the four-year partnership and relationship that my dad had when they worked together in 1953 to 1957. And it tells stories about what was going on in his life from his point of view written by a wonderful man who unfortunately passed away, James Gasilibus Davis, who's written many biographies on famous uh, movie stars, Lillian Gish, and uh, I can't remember the other one right now, but it tells the story of what was really going on from my family's point of view. Not So it's not so much about Marilyn directly, it's more about what the Greens were doing and what we did to support, teach, protect, and uh, give Marilyn the kind of anchor and support that she really never had from a family point of view. So that's that's the difference between the two books. Yeah, they're both really amazing books. And as I said, I will treasure forever, as I will treasure my relationship with you, Joshua, forever. I want to break away to our sponsor for a moment, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about your personal recollections of Marilyn. So without further ado, here's a word from our sponsor. Would you like to curb your appetite and lose weight? Would you believe there's a product that not only turns off your hunger switch, it also helps you lose weight, lose inches, and boost your energy? The product is Diet Magic, and it works like magic. Diet Magic is a simple little pill that works in so many powerful ways. Diet Magic helps control cravings, melts unwanted inches off your body, and improves your mood and energy. Diet Magic is safe and works fast with no jitters, no shakes, no adverse side effects, and no prescription required. 
Try a Diet Magic trial pack today and experience this phenomenal product for yourself by logging on to dietmagicwow.com. That's dietmagicwow.com. Diet Magic, the little pill with big results in appetite control, weight loss, and great energy. Order your Diet Magic trial pack right now online at dietmagicwow.com. That's dietmagicwow.com. Diet Magic, wow. And now we want to talk to Joshua and wow you with some of his stories and my recollections of my relationship with Joshua, which hopefully will be forever and ever. So um, I'm going to start from the very beginning. Uh, Do you remember the uh, way we met each other, Joshua, and the reason of our meeting? Do you remember that? Uh, I'm not sure what you're referring to. I have so many good memories there. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very cool. We met when you heard about um, our courses, and you right. started to take our courses. I remember, uh, I think it was Linda that found out about it first, your wife at that time, and right. uh, wanted you to do the course with her. And she, if I remember correctly, she said, I'll never be able to get him into the course. You have to come over, meet him, and talk to him. And I believe I went up to your home, and we spoke about the course, and then you did the humor play shop. Right. I do remember that. You want to share a little bit about that? Because right after that, you started assisting with us as well. Yeah, I have a bad habit of always wanting to assist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Things haven't changed that much, Joyce. <laughs> I've, I've, since I moved out here, uh, not having family uh, or, or, or children and having a lot of free time, I've gotten involved in civic duties and... Um, having had many mentors in local politics and whatnot and sitting on boards and working with nonprofit and profitable organizations, I found myself learning about a class called the leadership class run by the Ford Family Foundation, not the Ford out of Detroit, but down in Oregon is a very famous family that was also named Ford that made all their millions of dollars from logging. And one of their commitments was to give money to rural areas so that people, citizens, can become more civic-minded and be more responsible in managing their communities. And part of the class includes a five-weekend, one weekend a month, very intense uh, weekend where you learn the basic, not basic, but you learn very important skills having to do with leadership and learning the differences between people. And it's all presented. You ready for this? It's all presented in a way by having fun. Does that sound familiar? Yes, but what I wanted you to talk about was transformation in the humor play shop. Well, it's the same parallel. That's why I was mentioning it to you. It's just sort of the reincarnation of that. And the funny thing is, I'm now going to be trained to be a facilitator, which is a person who helps give the class. So it's sort of the same reality repeating itself 30-some-odd years later the point is that I haven't changed that much, have I? You haven't changed at all, Joshua, not at all. 
uh, you you were ageless. You you transcend the age. At any rate, you were um, you know having you in the Humor Play Shop weekend was really a tremendous amount of fun as always. And you, whatever it was, you do it on the level of excellence. And then you assisted for a while, and that was always yep. fun. And the thing that I'll never forget about you is that you value the courses so much that whenever you got an out of town assignment with your photography business, you were generous enough and kind enough uh, to give me your beautiful, beautiful uh, studio to have my courses. And I stayed over there and watched your cat <laughs> for the weekend, and we gave the courses in your lovely, lovely space, and you trusted us so much that you had all this really expensive uh, photographic equipment there, and we never broke anything, we never damaged anything, and but that you trusted us on that level always meant so much to me and will remain uh, something, a memories I will treasure forever. I, I really appreciated that. That's Thank why you. we'll be lifetime friends. Thank uh, you. So moving along from there, uh, it was much, much later that you shared about your relationship with Marilyn. And, you know, it wasn't something that you generally talked about. You know, as outrageous as you are, that's how humble I find you. So why don't you share about when, because um, I told everyone in, in, when I was letting people know about this show that I have to twist your arm, uh, to share about what it was like when Marilyn moved into your home with your family. Uh, well, there's there's a there's good reason first of all why I never mixed the two as a as a as an as a young person growing up because once I brought that into the equation a lot of times people wouldn't really see me as who I am they'd see me as something else that wasn't as positive um, and and you know that's how it was in those days and anyway so yes as far as Marilyn was concerned in 1953 my dad met her doing an assignment for Look and. Um, they became instant friends, and she loved the photographs, and his whole attitude was, I, I don't want to photograph you the way everybody else has photographed you, like a tits-and-ass blonde bombshell type of look. <laughs> this I is a family you. show. Go on. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a family show. Everybody's got a pair. And uh, the, the bottom line is that they, he wanted Breast to photograph her. as Breast excuse me? behind. Okay, That's right. Everybody wanted, he wanted to photograph her in a way that she can feel like a woman who's getting her portrait taken so her real so he can start discovering who her different looks and prove to her that she had the ability to truly be an actress so she could see herself in different lights and different attitudes and different personas to essentially prove to her that she can be the actress that she really wanted to be as she confided in him that problem of that that she's always getting typecast for the same roles, and she wants to be a more serious actor, and no one's taking her seriously. So that's what developed into a long-standing relationship where he kept working with her and proving to her that she has much more talent than everybody was giving her credit for. <clears throat> in 53, uh, uh, she confided in him that she was very unhappy, and she felt, <coughs> excuse me, and she was very unhappy with her relationship with 20th Century Fox because she was typecast in such a way. And he said, well, let me look at the contract. And he looked at the contract and talked to his lawyer. And there was a loophole they found in the contract that he felt that was, could be exercised to get her out of the contract, to get her out, of the, get her out from under the, the ownership of the studio. Now, you've got to remember, maybe you, you know, a lot of people, your listeners don't know this, but 
back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, when you signed on with a, with a studio, they owned you, literally owned you. You could not do anything with anybody else without their permission. And usually their permission involved them getting a piece of the action for renting you out like a car. And that's the way contracts used to be, and that's how the studio system was. As glamorous as it was in one sense, it was horrible in another sense. It was, you know, two steps above slavery. The only difference was they were treated pretty well. Um, but they didn't have their own life, and they couldn't make their own decisions, and they couldn't make their own choices in movies, and they didn't have director's approval and all those things that are important today. So anyway, he found a way to get out of the contract. He invited her to come to New York, get out of Hollywood, and he put her up at our house in 54, and they started fighting 20th. And all through most of 54 and halfway through 55, Mara on the road disappeared off the face of the earth. Nobody knew where she was. And she was basically living at our apartment in New York, uh, uh, at the Gladstone Hotel, at a friend's apartment in the Carlisle, and at uh, our home in the country, living her own personal life. He introduced her to Brando and Sammy Davis, who introduced, who, and Brando took her to the actor's studio, which is how she began her relationship with the Strasbergs, which is not as glamorized as everybody thinks, and I can talk about that later. But the bottom line was she was finding a different life. She loved jazz, and um, she was starting to meet people that were not Hollywood fluff. They were writers and directors and authors and and, and and people that had stamina and had talent and were not just fly-by-night, you know, agents that were trying to take a piece of her or or someone that was trying to chase her into the bedroom. So it started changing her life and giving her a great sense of confidence. My mother would take her shopping and uh, buy her clothes that made her less noticeable, you know, where she'd want to buy a sweater that was one size too small to make her look so the tight, so it was a tighter fit, which is a mistake that many women make. Really, if you buy clothes that fit you well, they should hang from your shoulders properly and not grab you all the way down your tummy. And you'll find that that line, that silhouette is much more attractive than, um, than clothes that are really, really, really tight. And the only exception to that, of course, is if you go into a discotheque and you want to turn it on, great, go have a good time. But for everyday clothes... You want to be more comfortable, and the silhouette should be softer, enough said. Anyway, so Marilyn lived with us for a while, and I was the uh, object of her desire. She loved children. She adored me. And, you know, a lot of times my parents would have to go to the city or something, and she'd stay home and take care of me while they were at the city. So I got to be babysat by Marilyn, which is something everybody likes to talk about. But it was really very innocent, very loving, and... Um, um, and they were so good you got times. to see the real Marilyn, the real person, while everybody else sees only the image and the sex symbol. Exactly. <sighs> uh, one of the stories I want to share that's a favorite recollection of you as well is when it was Sammy Davis Jr.'s birthday, you decided to video uh, the different celebrities that you knew that you were friendly with singing happy birthday to him, Burt background playing happy birthday, Liza Minnelli, 
uh, people like that, and you brought the video over to my home, and we watched <coughs> it together before you mailed it to Sammy. And right. I remember saying, oh, my God, Joshua, when you were with all these people and you were getting this video together, how come you never had me over your house? I would have been silent. <laughs> and you said something like you didn't think that was possible for me. But I did love the video. It was really fabulous. And then you sent it on to him as a birthday present. Anything you wanted to comment about that, that was extraordinary. Well, the re- to answer your question, the reason why I couldn't have you over is twofold. One, you'd never shut up. <laughs> Two, the, the the protection. What people in that, what those people need is to know that it's safe, and safe means privacy, and that's just the nature of our business even today. And, uh, I mean, you got. I mean, yeah, you know. Lady Gaga and Madonna and Angelina Jolie, well, they travel with a posse of four cars and 50 people to create their own world everywhere they go. But in those days, that's not how it was. You know, Anthony Quinn would get in a cab. He'd come over to the studio. He'd walk upstairs. (coughs) We'd say hi or hug or embrace, depending who the person is and how well I knew them. And the studio would have one assistant. There would be food or coffee or light, light foods to eat. And we knew we were doing this whole thing for Sammy. Sometimes somebody would come with a friend or an agent. But that's it. It was always one or two people at a time. Um, and, uh, you know, people... I understand. Actors, 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 the funny thing is, to a point, some actors or musicians are sort of insecure in front of the camera unless they have a script and a director. So they know what character they're going to be. But when they have to just be themselves, they get a little nervous, which is understandable because they're, you're, you're exposing them. So everybody who came over, we had to sit down and create a little routine so that they had a mark. They knew what they were going to do, whether it was a joke, whether it was going to sing happy birthday, whether they're going to pick up the phone. And I mean, Anthony Quinn, I got him to go. He said, what do you, I don't know, tell me what I want, I want to do. I said, why don't you pick up the phone and yell at Sammy? Tell him what a pain in the ass he is. Tell him the last time you saw him, he didn't give you the time of day. Tell him you were so pissed off that, you know, and make up a story. He says, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Once I gave him that, he was off and running. And we shot it that way. You know, Marvin Hamlish, oh, a genius. Genius. Marvin was great. I went to his apartment. He sat down at the piano, and he played a song, his version of Happy Birthday to Sammy, and it was it was perfect. Liza came to the studio. I mean, Liza I grew up with. Judy Garland was one of, my, one of my father's closest friends. So I grew up knowing Liza. So we're very, very close. That was different. And, uh, you know, it's a, it, 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 it was a great time. It was Sammy's. It's actually what it was. It was Sammy's. I think it was his, it was his 50th birthday. Yeah, it was a I, big one. It was his 50th birthday. And I was doing a bunch of people in the New York area that, were, that knew Sammy. And there was another person doing the same thing in L.A. So Sammy received both sets of these birthday videos, which, of course, 
he loved. I mean, how could he not love it? The whole yeah, world came I out for him. I with you, and I loved it as well. So it was extraordinary. At history, when you said, you know, that I wouldn't be quiet, um, you know, if I was in the background there, because, I, you know, I love celebrities, as most people do. But I want to share one story uh, sure. that, that kind of reminded me, uh, that reminded me of when you said that. And that, at the time, my I had a chiropractor named Elon Bohm. And uh-huh. I went into the office, you know, with a regular appointment. And as I was walking in, this magazine kind of caught my eye, the cover of it. So I went straight to the, you know, the receptionist saw that I was there. She knew me. And I sat down, <clears throat> and I was looking through that magazine. It was something that was really significant. It wasn't just like, oh, I'll pass time and read a magazine. Something that really caught my eye, that just walking in, I said, oh, i got to read this article while I'm here. Uh-huh. And then there was a woman comes over to the uh, receptionist, and she uh, handled, paid for the session and made the next appointment, and then she left. And then Dr. Bohm came out, and he said to me, I am so proud of you. And I said, for what? He said, I am so very proud of you. I said, for what? And he looked at me and he says, you really don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. He said that was Shirley MacLaine. Uh-huh. <laughs> I flipped out. I said, oh, my God, I didn't even look up. I didn't hear her voice. I just wasn't paying attention. I said, trust me, if I knew that was her, you wouldn't have had anything to be proud of. <laughs> exactly so my point. kind of reminded me. I never forgot that story because <laughs> he was not even – two feet away from me where I would have loved to have talked to her. I loved her movies. I loved her books. I loved her brother. So that's what it kind of brought to mind when he said, I'm so proud of you. And I had no idea what he was talking about. Of all days to see whatever that article was that had me so mesmerized that I didn't even notice her there. I hadn't seen her face because that I would have picked up on. As I said, she went to the receptionist. Her back was towards me, and I just wasn't paying attention. Right. So the moral of the story is to pay attention. Um, let's go to our sponsor for a moment, and then we'll come back to you, Joshua. Okay. Uh, I wish I could lose weight. I wish I could turn off my hunger switch. I wish I could get rid of my love handles. You know what I wish for? An energy boost. If you'd like to lose weight, lose inches, curb your appetite, and boost your energy, then it's time to stop wishing. It's time to put Diet Magic into your life. That's right, Diet Magic. Diet Magic is a simple little pill that works in so many powerful ways like controlling cravings, melting unwanted inches, and improving your mood and energy. Diet Magic is safe and works fast with no jitters, no shakes, no adverse side effects, and no prescription required. Try a Diet Magic trial pack today. Today by logging on to dietmagicwow.com. That's dietmagicwow.com. Diet Magic, the little pill with big results in appetite control, weight loss, and great energy. Order your Diet Magic trial pack right now online at dietmagicwow.com. That's dietmagicwow.com. Diet Magic, wow! And, folks, I know that I did know Joshua was not feeling well and, you know, and he's going through what he's going through. I could have rescheduled the show to any other time, but I really wanted to end the year with a bang, and I didn't know anyone that could make a bang like this happen than my friend Joshua. I want to give you the quote of the day, and then I'll go to you, Joshua, and ask for your take on it. So today's quote is, always be at war with your vices and peace with your neighbors, and let each new year 
there find you a better person. That by Benjamin Franklin. So the action from Coach Joyce is to really look at this as a time to stop the smoking and stop the excessive drinking and stop the drugs. I know it's easier said than done for sure, but do what you have to do and and so you can move on and, and be at peace with people that are like you and that are not like you. Uh, to have a world of peace is to embrace each other's differences instead of judging each other for their differences. So that's what my advice is to you as we end this new year with a bang. Joshua, what are your thoughts on that? Couldn't have said it better myself. Let me get a cigar and have an Alka-Seltzer at the same time. <laughs> I said it that way. I can assure you my friend Joshua does not smoke. Um, so moving forward from that, I shared something yesterday also highly significant uh, for the end of the year. This sent to me by the lady, Janice Miller, who I don't know what I do without her because when I go through these technical issues, I immediately call Janice. God bless you, Janice. I love you and appreciate you so much. Uh, this I, I want to share again. Me too, and I don't know you yet. Well, to know her is to love her. So let me share this with you as we end the year. May today there be peace within. May you trust that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith in yourself and others. May you use the gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content with yourself just the way you are. Let this knowledge settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us. That by Anonymous, and then my take on that uh, by yours truly, Joyce Barry, is look for love, and it is there. Look for peace, and it is there. Look for good health, and it is there. Look for friends, and it is there. Look for business, and it is there. Look for money, and it is there. Look for great opportunities, and it is there. Look for miracles, and it is there. Look for who's managing the controls in our control room, Janice, and she is there. Look for outrageousness. You'll find Joshua, and he is there. And how do you ask, do I get all of that from there to here by one positive action at a time? Joshua, wasn't that uh, right on point? Absolutely. I live by two two codes that are important to me, loyalty and integrity. And integrity includes specifically telling the truth to yourself and being able to tell the truth to somebody else and having the courage to do so, even if it's uncomfortable. You know, it's funny that you said that because I always tell the truth. gets me in trouble a lot of the times because people are in denial and don't want to hear it. But people that know me can count on me that when I give a compliment, it's real and it's true. And when I do some coaching critique, it's real and it's true because I have never sold out on myself. And I only want real relationships, which is why I treasure mine with you, Joshua. And Uh, and when you come from love, then they're going to get it if they're willing to. Yeah, and when you come from love, if they don't get it, then it was not meant to be either. Or it's not their time. Here's the extremely important elements of success. Also, I'm giving you all these tidbits uh, to end the year with that I want to leave you with. So it is the most important elements of success is to drink, lie, steal, and swear. This was um, 
inspired by Stefan Ryback. Drink from the cup of prosperity, but remember those less fortunate than you and act to help them. When you lie down tonight, give thanks for all of the blessings you have. Steal time away from your busy schedule to spend quality time with those people in your life who are important and swear that you will say something nice to someone today. Express gratitude to someone today and pay it forward to someone today. Smile a lot. Laugh a lot. Happiness is contagious and joys. Joshua, what do you think about lying and drinking and swearing and stealing? <laughs> Boy, are you trying to push my buttons? I love to swear. I don't like to lie. And I like to drink. And um, it's happy. It's New Year today. I want everybody to have a wonderful New Year. Please drive safe. Don't get too crazy. But uh, let go of the year. Bring on the new, and uh, love the one you're with. And love the ones that are you're not with, the people of far, the, uh, the people in the armed services that are making for a better world for all of us. God so bless the troops the and bring them home moments, soon. Pardon me? God bless the troops, but let's bring them home soon. Yes, absolutely. So, Joshua, what would you like to say to wrap up here? Well, Joyce, I thank you for the opportunity to be on the show. I, I, I can't, I'm honored that you asked me to close out the year with you, and uh, it, it really is the last day of the year. So, and it's a great year. It's a great day for me because a lot of bad decisions and a lot of bad contracts and a lot of bad people who have been very greedy and taking advantage of me and holding me down all come to term December 31st, 2010. And as of January 1st, I'm free to operate completely independent of them. So I am having a, this is actually a very big day for me with a lot of celebration. I couldn't be happier. I'm moving on, a whole new me. So oh, I share that with everybody. To a great 2011 for all of us. Janice Miller, uh, in the, in the uh, technical uh, room out there, handling the technical issues of the show. My friend, what would you like to say? Well, I'm very grateful that uh, this year, that I met you and uh, through our wonderful relationship with Beverly, had the uh, great honor of being on this wonderful radio talk show and hosting it and co-hosting it and sometimes being just the technical background. Um, it's been a great honor for, for this experience. I really, truly enjoy being with Joyce Berry and friends and meeting so many wonderful guest stars as we have today. I mean... How else would I have gotten to know a little a little window into uh, Joshua today if I wasn't on your wonderful show? So I'm blessed, I'm honored, and I look forward to a great 2011. I look forward to an extraordinary 2011 for all of us, and my purpose is to coach people to live their best life as I do whatever it takes to live mine. I am prosperous and have multiple streams of income and lead, inspire, and empower others to do likewise. This radio show, Joyce, Barry, and Friends, will soon be the number one most listened to and most popular Internet radio show worldwide. Financial rewards and life rewards always come to me easily and effortlessly. I win friends and I win contests. Opportunities abound and miracles manifest as we strive to change the world, one person and one positive action at a time. So as we close out this year, 
I really want to say how grateful I am to all our loyal listeners. There are people that listen each and every day. I want to thank all the people in the chat room. I know you're there, whether you're chatting or not, but you come in and you go into the chat room. I want to thank Stefan Ryback, who is my inspiration uh, for this show. Uh, he is my advisor. He's been in radio 32 years, and every step of the way he's been my support and in, in, in letting me know what's next, what's next, what's next. I want to thank Beverly Nadler with her segments every week. Here's to your health Thursdays, my best friend, my female best friend. John Stewart is one of my male best friends. I want to thank all my friends, my family, people that support me, that love me unconditionally. Uh, and most of all, I, I really do want to thank you, the listeners, who encourage me and support me, who love the show and, and really want to see it be number one. A special thank you to Keith Hooper and Sandra Hooper, who are major supporters of the show as well. Keith was the one who interviewed me on my show December 17th, and he's extraordinary, as Janice is, which gives me such peace of mind to know that at any time, should I want to take a vacation, I can do that and have the best people out there supporting the show. There's just so many people. I feel like I'm at the podium with an Academy Award. I am very grateful to you, Joshua. I love you. I can't wait till you're in New York in a couple of weeks and we get together. And anything you want to say in the last moment that you're grateful for or happy about? I'm just grateful for loyal friends who are able to keep me going and keep me and support me when I'm low and, and laugh with me when I'm high. You know that's what life's all about, and whether and sometimes your friend, sometimes your family, is not blood, but it's the it's people that come together over your lifetime, and they are family. So, uh, I can't I can only say that I appreciate my friends and my family, and the ones that are that have uh, brought me through and keep me going every day. And I think you're an amazing person. I think that, you know, who you are is just so special, so unique, so much fun. I really have love having you in my life. I love you so much. And that's because, Joshua, you are simply the best. I love you, baby. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> You're 